Hey, good morning. It's Randy here over here at Made Free Church, tacticaldiscipleship.org, and servantforchrist.com. Hope you guys are having a great morning. I know I am. I always have great mornings when I wake up early and I get to spend some time with my king or I get to spend some time with my roommates, you know, just talking about current events and stuff like that. Me and my uh, one of my roommates, we both wake up early and we get to talk about things, man, you know what I mean? And, and it's not so much about God or program or any of that, but it's always about current events. It's always about getting to know one another. And it's so beautiful that way, right? But this morning, man, I got to uh, got to get before my king, man, and, and, and really, really cry out to him. You know, um, I, I'm going through some financial stress right now. And, but uh, one thing that I do know is that God is in control. You know what I mean? Uh, God has taken care of me this far and he's going to take care of me. So whatever happens is going to happen. You know what I mean? And, and uh, it's, just, it's just really, really, really beautiful to see that. If it was like four, five years ago, man, I would have been like, I would have been freaked out and all this stuff. But today, God's got it under control. So I don't have nothing to worry about. So today we're going to continue our study in the book of Romans. We're going to be in Romans 8, chapter 8, verses 28 through 30. And I'm calling this Crucial Wisdom for Christians. Um, and I hope you guys are enjoying this. Next series that I'm going to do, and I've been praying about this, and uh, I think we're going to be going into 1 Corinthians. And I think we're going to stay there for a few months and just pick apart different themes of different passages of first corinthians so i think that's where we're going to go uh, and if god changes that i'll let you know but first corinthians man uh, i think we're going to stay there with uh, at least for a few months you know what i mean and and just really dig down in in scripture and 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 stuff and let's see where god takes us you know what i mean um guys if you guys need prayer please go to uh, madefreechurch.org we got a whole intercessory prayer team that prays over uh, your prayer request daily. And uh, they're just amazing people. They've been through us from the beginning of this and they've seen a lot of changes, a lot of disaster. They've seen a lot of different things in this church that, uh, and they just continue to pray. These are amazing people, we love them. Um, so if you guys need prayer, please go to madefreechurch.org. There's a prayer request tab and uh, go ahead now if you want one of us to call you um and you guys live in the united states because we don't call outside the united states because if you live in canada mexico or across the pond in europe and africa we cannot call we don't have the ability to um and uh, but uh you know we would love to pray with you if you're living in the united states and need prayer um so uh, just leave your phone number in the box and one of us will give you a call. But give us some time because not all of us check uh, the bar, you know, check the, the email a lot. So give us some time. If it's an urgent prayer, hit me up on Facebook. Let me know with your phone number and I'll call you. Um, and guys, um, the only translations that I use during my Bible studies, and I'm getting used to the NLT. Uh, the NLT has been a, a great great source man and i know it's a paraphrased bible but it's just it, i just starting to like it but i usually use the lsb which is a 
uh, it's an offshoot of the NSAB. It's uh, trans, the translator of the same people that do the NSAB. I also use uh, the ESV and I also use the New King James and the King James versions. Okay. So let's get into prayer and get in this study. Heavenly Father, we just come before you. We thank you, Lord. We just worship you. Lord, get me out of the way and let your word go forth. Bring the people on that you want to hear and bless the people that are going to hear this later. We love you. We worship you. We praise you, God, in Jesus' holy name. Amen. All right, guys. So I want to show up and up your word to Romans 8, and we're going to be in verses 28 30. It says this. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Because those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those he that he, uh, those whom he called, he also justified, and those whom he justified, he also glorified. Guys, would you rather be foolish or wise, right? Now, of course, you'd rather be wise, right? I mean, everybody would, you know what I mean? Oh, before we get it in, in this, guys, um, my, my, I could see all your guys's, um, uh, uh, comments. In, the, in, in my comment box. But if you'd like for me to know who you are, please give StreamYard access to your Facebook so I can call you out by name or whatever. If not, that's cool. Um, and, and, I, you know, and, and what about your children? I mean, don't you want them to be wise too? You know, I, I know you do. A lot of people are writing about wisdom these days. And if you type the word wisdom in, in, in Google, in a Google search, you'll find over 4 million different results. There are books on, you know, Jewish wisdom, Quaker wisdom, Amish wisdom, Irish wisdom, folk wisdom. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 worldly wisdom, new age wisdom. I mean, you, you name it, it's there. You know what I mean? And, and we can get books from taxi drivers, cowboys, football players. Even there's bumper stickers, right? You know, people are seeing seeking wisdom from every possible source but the best wisdom of all comes from God's word and the Bible is, the Bible is filled uh, with wisdom for everyone who received it and this is this morning's message right this morning's scripture is God gives us crucial wisdom for living in this fallen fallen world See, God gives us wisdom about our problems. And we find this wisdom in verse 28, where Paul said, We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, everybody in the world faces problems, setbacks, disappointments. But God says even the bad things work together for good for those who love him. Now, notice he doesn't say that all things are good. But all things work together for good to those who trust in Jesus Christ. You know, uh, this truth can be most difficult for us when we're in the middle of our times. But God is at work both day and night in every situation that we face. In all things, 
even bad things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. That's huge words. But we must trust God, right? We, we, we must be and go. We must go when we're going through trials and tribulations and when we're going through hard times. We must understand that he is always at work making, making, you know, that's the word I'm looking for. Man, anyway, you know where I'm going with this. Anyway. You know, uh, uh, Pastor Wayne told a story um, and it happened when Wayne was a young pastor and uh, he went to visit an elderly uh, lady named Amelia and she come across the, come, she, she came to our country from Europe years, years before and Pastor Wayne and saw Amelia and she was bed, bedridden and very sick and of course she prayed. But after the prayer, Wayne was very disappointed because there was no instant uh, improvement in her condition. Amelia saw that the troubled look on her pastor's face and said, well, pastor, this must be one of those all things. Wayne asked Amelia what she meant when she said, when she said that, right? When I was, she said this, when I was a little girl in Germany, one day I asked my mother what it meant that all things work together for good. My mother was baking a cake and without directly answering my question, she handed me a spoonful of baking soda. Man, it was awful. Finally, I asked her what she was doing, and she says, answering your question. Then she said, Amelia, I don't want you to ever forget that things taken by themselves are not always pleasant. But when they're mixed together and fired in the oven, you love the results. Guys, some of the things in our lives may taste terrible right now, but in the end, everything will work together for good. You see, God cares for us so much that he wants to bring blessings out of our burdens. He wants to bring good things out of our grief. And he wants to bring hope out of our hardship. Right? And I'm not talking about Pastor Wayne Parkerson. I'm talking about another Pastor Wayne. He was a, a young pastor. He's, he's a pastor in Wheaton, Illinois. And uh, uh, you know, I read a lot of different commentaries and I read a lot of different, I listen to a lot of different pastors during the day and I heard him say that and I was like, man, that's a, that's a good story. I need to, need to, need to say that. I need to just, yeah. Anyway, so don't get me wrong. I'm not saying bad things are good. If I have a wrecked car, a car wreck tomorrow, that would be bad. But God brings the good out of bad things every day. The, the best place we see this is the cross of Christ. It was the cruelest death of all and the darkest day in history. But Jesus rose again from the dead and God turned the cross into something wonderful for everyone to believe in Jesus. See, God wants to bring blessings out of your burdens. And it's true for the cross. It can be true in the troubles in your life. That's why verse 28, Paul said, we knew all things that work together for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. This is God's truth, but it's truly hard for us to see when, when we're in hard times, when we're going through our own struggles and trials and tribulations. Very hard to see, but we know because we believe in Christ. And you may be going through a tough, one of the hardest times in your life right now, 
things are terrible and you, you can't possibly see any good coming from it. But don't give up on God. Keep trusting in the Lord because all things really do work together for the good for those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. God gives us crucial wisdom about our problems and wisdom about his people. And this is at verse 28 through 29. God tells Christians a lot about who they, who we are as his people. Paul said, and we know things all work together for the good who love God and are calling to and called to, for those who are called according to his purpose for whom he foreknew he predestined to be conformed into the image of his son that he might be the four firstborn among many brethren what does God tell us about his people one thing is we love the Lord in the beginning of, 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 of verse 28 we know all things that work together for those who love God the Lord's people love him and the more we love him the more we'll be living in obedience to the greatest commandment of all. Jesus said in Mark 12, 29 through 30, the first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord, the Lord your God, the Lord is one, and you shall love, your, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. God's people love the Lord, but we also have a life that lasts forever. Paul reminds us this truth in, in, in verse 29 when, where Jesus, where he says Jesus is the firstborn uh, firstborn among many brothers. We know that Jesus is the firstborn in a couple ways. First, the way uh, in a sense that Jesus Christ is the one, uh, one of a kind, only begotten Son of God. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have it, uh, eternal life. The original word for only begotten is called monogies. Mono means one and genes uh, is the source of words like genetics, right? The idea is that Jesus, the and God the Father have the same DNA, so to speak. Jesus isn't begotten in the sense that he began. He was begotten in the sense that he and God the Father have the same essence, the same eternal span, the same infinite wisdom, and the same boundless power. Every quality we find in the God, in, in, in God, we can also find in Jesus Christ. He is God's unique and sinless son, the only person with perfectly perfect holy heart. The Lord's humanity is unique, right? But Jesus is also the firstborn because he is the first man who ever permanently rose again from the dead. That's why Colossians 1.18 says Jesus is the head of the body, the church, and who is the beginning and the firstborn from the dead that in all things that he may have preeminence. Jesus Christ is the firstborn from the dead, never to die again. But guys, we are born again by the Holy Spirit of God and we know 
and believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and rose again from the dead, we receive Jesus by placing our faith in the true and living God. And through our physical bodies, we die unless the Lord comes back first. Our bodies will rise again and be transformed into a perfect body like Jesus has right now. But see, God's people have lives that last forever. And we're and, and, and we form a big family. And again in verse 29, Jesus says, the firstborn among many brethren. Brothers can be a wonderful thing. I, in my earthly family, you know, we were mostly we're mostly separated by hundreds of miles. But I always felt a special closeness with my brothers. And in, in, in our younger days, we would play with each other and got in trouble, and you know, got in trouble with each other, and, and we also helped each other. And of course, earthly brothers and sisters don't always get along, and neither do Christian brothers and sisters. But there's something special about our Christian family because of our bond with Jesus Christ. We have a special bond with each other. For many people. Our human families are not there for us, especially if they don't believe in Jesus. But as Christians, we have a spiritual family that can give us love and support. And that's big. And it's a really, really big family. And guys, we just don't have just two or three brothers and sisters. Verse 29 says, many brethren. right? And what a wonderful truth that is, that we literally have millions of brothers and sisters all over the world end up in heaven but what does God's what does God tell us about his people we form a big family and we have the best big brother of all and that is Jesus Christ right in verse 29 uh, verse 29 again we, we read that Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren and he is our brother and if we trust in him as our Lord and Savior what an, what an amazing truth Jesus Christ the Lord God of the universe is our big brother. Think about that. Wrap your mind around that. That's the biggest blessing in the world. Right? And in Revelation 5, 7 uh, through 13 gives us a glimpse of our, heaven, uh, of our family in heaven. There, Jesus was found to be the only person in the universe worthy to open the judgment scroll in, God's, in, in God the Father's hand. What an amazing amazing thing it says and it says this we're going to start in verse 7 in revelation 5 excuse me it says and then he came took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne now when he had taken the scroll four living creatures with 24 and and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb each having a harp and the golden bowls of the of, of full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and, it's, and open its seal for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on earth. Then I looked and I heard a voice of many angels around the throne, living creatures and elders. The number of them was tens of thousands times ten thousands and thousands and thousands 
saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive the power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and such are in the sea, and all that are in them, I heard saying, Bless, blessing and honor and glory and power to him who sits on the throne, to the Lamb and to the Lamb forever and ever. That's amazing. So cool. See, Jesus Christ is the biggest, strongest, most righteous, most helpful brother we could ever have. And he is our brother if we are saved. And God gives us crucial wisdom about his people and wisdom about his purpose in our lives. See, God has a great purpose in our lives. And we see that in verse 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the, that he might be the firstborn, among, uh, firstborn among many brethren. Here's God's great purpose for our lives to be conformed to his to the image of his son god has predestined us for his purpose the original word is where we get our word horizon so this word predestined has to do with our destiny and our destination it's the idea that god deliberately moving us along to a known destination so when we're when we are headed so let me let me see where are we headed in our christianity right we're moving to up to heaven but along the way god is moving us to be conformed to the likeness of his son god is molding and shaping us into the image of jesus christ for example god wants us to love one another the same way that he loves us Jesus commanded this in John 13, 34 to 35. There he told his father, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Let me read that again. That way you guys get an idea what Jesus is talking about when he said this. Because this is very, very, very important. A new commandment means it's not a suggestion, not when you're not busy. This is a commandment I give to you that you love one another as I loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. See, it's 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 not it's not just a suggestion or when you're not busy. It's a commandment. And, and I, I see today a lot of different people bagging on charismatics, bagging on this, bagging on that, bagging on this. Guys, that's not showing love for one another. That's putting down. And, and if you really want to get technical, the, the Bible calls that sorcery. If you really want to get down to the nitty gritty of how, how God looks at it. When you, when, when you bag on your, your charismatic brothers or or whatever, it's sorcery. Yes, we're supposed to call out false teachers and, and, and stuff, but I don't believe charismatics are false brothers. I just don't believe that. Yeah, they have some stuff that are questionable, but they're not false brothers. 
and, and we shouldn't be bagging on the charismatics or non-denominational people because of what uh, how they believe. Who are you to make judgment? You know, I'm a reform guy. I used to be a Calvinist, but I left Calvinism because I saw in modern day Calvinism, I saw the great divide that was going on. If you're not, if you're, if you're not post mill, if you're not on mill, or if you're, if you're, you know, if, if, if you're a four point Calvinism and not a five point Calvinist, you know what I mean? It's garbage. And that's one of the biggest reasons because there's no love. Guys are not showing love to one another in Calvinism. So I pulled back and stayed reformed in my thinking, but I haven't really said anything because it's a, a friend of mine on Facebook said she said something about it. And, and I talked to both her and her husband yesterday and it, it was, it was nice to see that they're seeing the same things in the modern Calvinist movement that I see, right? And it's not okay. It's not okay not to love your brother. That is a commandment. John 13, 34, and 35. And I, sorry, I went on a little tidbit, but it's something that I wanted to speak up about because I see it in the midst of the non-unification of the body. And it, and that's why I left Calvinism. You know I mean, I left Calvinism because even though that I, 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 I believe in Calvinism and I, and you know, there's a lot of things I don't agree with, just like Luther and just like non-denominational charismatics and stuff like that. But one of the things that I understand is, is that if we aren't loving, it says right here that we're not his disciples. And it's a commandment that we love one another, not bag and destroy one another. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. See, the Lord focused on our love for one another several more times on the night before the cross. And then Jesus blazed the trail of love when he died on the cross for our sins. Now our risen Savior wants us to follow his example. And how are we going to do that? How are we going to conform to the likeness of God's Son, Jesus Christ? We surely cannot do it on our own strength. We must abide in him. And Jesus said in John 15, uh, verses 4 through 5 abide in me and I as in you as the branch cannot bear fruit itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me I am the vine you are the branches he who abides in me I in him bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing the only way to be conformed to the likeness of Christ is to abide in him. That means to stay, remain, dwell in him. James McCullen heard a story of a family who was cleaning out an attic and they found a, a, a very old a very old book that had, hadn't been opened for a really, really long time. But in the front of the book was a picture of the author and a picture of Jesus. And they had been printed on opposite sides pages but over the years the ink of the two pictures mixed together so that the face of Jesus and and, and the other face blended together with the authors you know what I mean so the two pictures had it abided with one another and just about become one the more that we abide in Jesus Christ 
the more we're going to be like him. And, 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 and this is God's greatest purpose for our lives. He gives us crucial uh, wisdom about our purpose, wisdom about the process of transformation. Verse 30 uh, helps us know more about how God gets us where he wants us to be. And it says this, Moreover, whom he predestined, he also called. And whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, he also glorified. Here are three steps that God takes us, that God gets us, where he wants us to be. God called us, he justifies us, and he glorifies us. Right? Have you heard his call? I was so slow to hear God's call in my life. And, and I'm not talking about the call to preach or, or doing these videos. I'm talking about God call to him, God's call to salvation. I remember years ago, I went back to La Mirada to see fan, friends and family. And one Saturday night, we were partying. And the talk turned to religion. And I remember telling my friends, maybe, maybe the Christians are right. Their response was instant, right? And, and they obviously rejected the message of the cross. And my oldest brother uh, was already a Christian. I know that he was praying for me at that time but I still knew nothing about God or Jesus Christ after that I went I, I went home and I went to the top of the cul-de-sac there was trees and stuff like that up there right and the wind was whistling through those trees and there for the first time in my life I keenly was aware of the presence of God and it was most profound profound it, it's it even the thought, even though I was not ready to receive Jesus Christ, God was already calling me to him. Up on that cul-de-sac is where a lot of things happen. And there used to be a there were trees that were up high. There was a there was ivy, right? That was down on, on underneath, and I and I used to crawl down there and just kick back, and I had a blanket and stuff out there because that's where I'd hide. I didn't know my mom knew that I was always up there, but that's irrelevant. But I would go up there and I and, and I would hide and I would sit there and I would ponder things. But that day, I finally was keen and aware of the presence of God. Still, I, I, I didn't do anything. I mean, it still took me years before I even came to an understanding. But, you know, he, God was already calling me to him. And guys, God calls us and he justifies us. He just, he justified us only by the cross, only by the blood of Jesus Christ. We believe in the Lord's crucifixion and his resurrection. That is the only reason we why we are justified. In Romans 3, uh, chapter 3, 19 through 26, is a great place to see this truth. Right? It says this. Now, we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in the sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now righteousness 
of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe, there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth to be a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because of his forbearance. God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of those who have faith in Jesus. We get to share in God's glory because guys, God has called us. He justifies us and he's also glorified us. Fellowshipping for all time with God himself in place, in a place that's beyond description. We shall be like Jesus. And in 1 John 3, 1 through 2 says, Behold that the what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not yet been revealed that we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Another amazing thing uh, is in verse 30, that is our future, it, it, it is our future, is that God talks about our future, that is that, that it's like it's already done, right? Whom he called these, he also justified and he and in whom he justified he also glorified praise God man praise God for the wisdom here in his word he gives us this wisdom so that at the end of our lives we can say what Paul said in 2 Timothy 4 7 I have fought the good fight I have finished my course I have kept the faith and that's important, guys. That's important that we finish the race. But it's not through our strength. It's only through Him. Only through Him. You know, uh, my life, even though the struggles that I go through, and even though the little tribulations, I got Cadillac problems. You know I mean, I've got, you know, uh, what I what I mean by that is, is that I used to I used to wonder where I was going to get alcohol and drugs. You know, I used to I used to lie, cheat, and steal just to get them, and I've lost a lot of people that I've loved behind that because that was the most important thing in my life was drugs and alcohol was to 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 repress those feelings that I felt. Life is so much better. Than anything that that we can ever have being a part of Christ's family. You know, as as we finish and we round off, 
of the Book of Romans, right? You know, we got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We got a, probably about another week or uh, two weeks uh, in this, in the Book of Romans. And then we're going to go to 1 Corinthians. How cool is that? We're going to spend probably two months in, in, in 1 Corinthians. There's so much good stuff that God wants to tell you guys. That, And I'm talking to the unsaved. That there's so much that he wants to share with you. There's so much that he wants to do for you. And he wants to change your life. And he wants to do great things. You know what I mean? In your life. Anyway, so guys, I've got a couple announcements before we close. Guys, if you guys like to... Uh, support Made Free Church. Please go to madefreechurch.org. We are a, a non-profit, a legal non-profit church. Um, we are a 50, what they call a 501c3 nonprofit. All your donations are tax deductible. There's three ways you can give. You can give through our cash app. You can give through our PayPal link. Um, or you can send a check or money order uh, to the address that's provided on our website. Uh, and remember, leave your email addresses so we can send you a tax deductible receipt for your taxes. And guys, if you guys like to check out my personal website, you can go to servantforchrist.com. That's servantforchrist.com. You can see what I believe, how I believe, and and what I'm doing. I also do every once in a while. I'll I'll, I'll there's a little blog tab on there too that I usually blog, but I haven't done that in a long time. And guys, go check out our friends at 120army.com. These guys just launched a brand new app. Um, it's a prayer app. These guys are our bros. We love them. Aaron, Aaron and, and Jose go on every Sunday on Facebook, uh, Twitter, I think uh, uh, Instagram too. Um, uh, uh, and, 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 and Aaron just brings it, man. So go check them out. Download their app on uh, your Android or iPhone. It's 120 Army. Get involved in their prayer lap. And guys, we're looking for men and women to disciple. We have a new discipleship um, uh, ministry that's called Tactical Discipleship. You can check us out at tacticaldiscipleship.org. But we're looking for men and women who are mature in their walk and, and we'll train you guys up and we'll, have, we'll get you a part of our team and and this is all about Matthew 28, man, is, is making disciples. And, and we're looking, especially looking for women that will stand up and, and pour into other women. Um, so, guys, ladies, please go to, to tacticaldiscipleship.org and sign up under the Discipler tab or the Discipler. But if you want to be discipled, um, we would love to work with you. Go to tacticaldiscipleship.org and you can find it there. You know what I mean? And sign up there and we'll give you a call and we'll start the process. We'll hand you off to a discipler that, you know, that we've, that, that, that we've worked with and, and stuff like that in your area. And guys, uh, I have a podcast platforms and, and right now made free churches. We're trying to get on Apple podcast, uh, but it, it hasn't done so yet, but you can check made free church out on Spotify podcasting. But you can also check me out on all the platforms um, at Reform Pastor and uh, just check us out. And guys, I want to thank you for for just being here with, 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 with me this morning. 
Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for your word, Lord, and we just thank you for everything that you're doing. We love you, we worship you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And guys, you guys have a great day. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow and Saturday. Um, or is it Saturday? I forget. Anyway. Um, but guys, God bless you guys. Peace out. God bless. We love you. And we're praying for you.